When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. here on the Everest and nature strip. Given the cue by McDonald and the champ races to the lead by a length of Eduardo. Privatised running on, then came over past shades of both Giacomo and Giga Kick. Nature strip a length in front. Oh boy, Darren Flindell was right up on his toes. What a performance that was from the three-year-old Giga Kick. And I'm really excited to have our next guest to talk about this from SEN Track. Good morning, Cam Luke. How are you going, pal? I'm doing well, boys. How are you doing? Good, thank you, mate. Uh, let's start with the three-year-old. We actually had Craig Froggy Newitt on here a couple of weeks ago. And, of course, he's got... That really good three-year-old, which will... Burn as notches. Burn as notches, which will... Oh, I think your pronunciation takes I, a little I, bit... I'm pretty sure I've not got it right once yet, but... I think Flash is fluent in Spanish, Luke. Well, Giga Kick, of course, beat <laughs> it by a lip, and those two will meet uh, back in the in the Coolmore. That's next Saturday, of course, isn't it? Have I got my order right there? I think it is. It's next Saturday. So yeah, it, it, it was it was Froggy gave us the tip. He said back giga kick and I was actually on, which was good. I was on private eye too with a Quinella. Not that we can tell from your voice. No, like, not oh. at all. Um what did you make of it, Cam? It was an extraordinary performance down the middle of the track from the three year old. It, it was that that meant that race you mentioned the Dane Hill of Slimington a couple of weeks ago had me a little concerned. Uh, we had Clayton Douglas on SEN track on Caulfield Guineas Day, and I, I asked him the question about Giga Kick running out a really strong 1,200 at this time of his prep. That, that race was 1,100 metres, the one you mentioned before. So I was a little concerned, but he said, I've got plenty left in the tank in his horse, and I was lucky enough to be in Sydney last week. And I'll be honest, I, I had him in my quaddy, but I was fairly confident that if Nature Strip got beat, it would be another three-year-old Jackano who ran over the top of him. But... Uh, Craig Williams had a, uh, a, a nice really position, great deal of speed as you'd expect, and his uh, his ability to go to another level surprised me at this time in his career. But it's it's set up what's going to be a wonderful Coolmore and also what's going to cool. be a wonderful training career for Clayton Douglas. It's um, you know 27 years away, he's been well documented, and every now and then you need a little bit of luck. Snap dancer gets injured, that slot ends up going to Giga Kick, who wouldn't have been in the race had Snap dancer not have gone to miss for the spring. A little bit of luck. Next thing you know, the whole world gets to see what Clayton Douglas can do when it comes to training. We know he's a great jump jockey and has been for a while. So um, it, it just continues to, to whet the appetite to be able to go to that next level, what he has been able to do. And then the Coolmore next week, as you mentioned, is going to be unbelievably good. So it has been the race of the of the carnival a number of times in previous it years has. around Flemington. and. I think next week's going to be, um, you know, somewhat similar. Cam, what are your thoughts on the Everest overall? Obviously, a lot of money um, and not a lot of history yet. 
Um, from my point of view, the fact that you can see it one by a three-year-old or then you could come back with an old sprinter like, you know, obviously Nature Strip won last year. Do you think um, the race is growing in stature outside Sydney? Well, I couldn't wait to get up there. Of course, the pandemic had probably been a situation where someone like myself being a Melbourneian hadn't been able to get to it, as you mentioned, relatively new, only starting in 2017. So uh, last week was my first time at Randwick for the Everest and I loved it and I think what Peter Volandis has done and what he's been able to do is not really different to what say the VRC have done for the last 30 odd years with the Flemington four day carnival what the Australian Open has done um, when it comes to uh, you know how they have turned it into a party where it has to be the place you have to go so it's not necessarily all about people who love racing and I know there's traditionalists who are like oh hang on you know, uh, it's like, you know what? You want to cram 45,000 people, a lot of them are young racegoers, into, right. a, into a uh, racetrack that necessarily you wouldn't have got there. That's not a bad thing. Cool. 90% of them wouldn't know what the hell or who the hell Giga Kick or who Clayton Douglas or who Craig Williams was. But I also think that some of the best racing and sporting events we have has been built on that. The grand final's not dissimilar. I understand the argument around the corporates. But you know what? That's how these... These sports and these governing bodies make money. Super Bowl, and, um, that's right. When we look at it, Super Bowl, uh, yep. you know, geez, yeah, it, it's like I, I get the traditional Champions League final. If you final. want to have just, you know, you know, you know, no, we're going to have racing people there. Well, there might only be ten thousand diehard racing people who care about the Everest. There's thirty thousand who pump money in by drinking and eating and dancing and whatever the hell they pay to get cash going into it. So. Um, I, look, I was with a group of, of Melburnians. There were six of us. None of us had been before. And we're already talking about it being an annual thing. Fantastic. Classic with the Caulfield Cup's not ideal, but it is what it is. And I think it's going to continue to grow. It'll never get Group 1 status. I don't think Peter Volandis cares, to be fair. He told us on SCN track last year he didn't really care if it does or not. And the, the calibre of the field and the people who take an interest in it clearly don't care either. Which, by the way, is absolutely ridiculous, and I just don't understand how that continues to be the conversation. Why? I mean, come on, why hasn't it got group? Well, why can't they just sort that out? I mean, I, look, it's interesting. This year for me turned things a little bit. I've always, you know, with the new mark and the TJ Smith, etc., because it's got the history, and we love history, Cam, don't we? Of course, but we do. This is a great. Well, this is a great event, and I don't mind it um, now on Caulfield Cup Day. I love the fact that we can look up up to Sydney and, look, it wasn't the strongest edition of the Caulfield Cup, but we loved the Caulfield Cup, you know. And Absolutely. I, I, think it, I think it worked quite well. Yeah, it does take yeah, the gloss off the Caulfield Cup. Oh, sorry, you go, Cam. Oh, look, i tell you what, I don't know if it does. Right? As a punter and a, and a racing lover, like the, the only thing that really essentially might be a little complicated when it comes to is a jockey having to make a decision Yes. If he's got a good Caulfield Cup rider, if he's going to stay in Sydney. Now, I also understand that, but that happens in all sports That's all right, the time. And, like, you know what? If, we're, if, if the, biggest, the biggest thing right now that people can lean on is, yeah, but hang on, James McDonald will, might not ride in the Caulfield Cup for a couple of years, or a Caulfield, he's like, oh, well, boo-hoo. He's the best jockey in the world. I get it, and he would love to ride in both, but what's the other option? Not having the Everest? Yeah, I, I, I think that... The actual arguments that people rely on in this chat are starting to run a little thin. What about tomorrow? Let's move on to the Cox Place. Well, can we move on tonight first? Of oh, all? well, Just quick Manicato, one sure. Why didn't uh, Godolphin run Paul Laley in the Everest? And what? And is that a certainty to win tonight, do you think? I, I 
look, deserves favouritism. I think they didn't run it in the Everest because they didn't think it could win the Everest and they wouldn't have been able to back it up in a group one that they think they can win tonight. That's the only that's the only reason I can think of. I, I did a couple of weeks ago when their slot was still open, I thought it would end up being Pulele. It was very hard to beat. I think the race sets for Cool and Gatta, though. Uh, she has to run a really strong 1,200, which, you know, every now and then might be the question. But she was able to, I think, third up into her prep. They train her specifically really well for these type of races, uh, Mara and you. So I think Cool and Gatta, in what is a very open, very open Manicato, but I think she'll be very hard to beat. Pulele deserves to be right up there at the top of the markets. But I think that's why they didn't uh, run him last week because they didn't think he could win, which he couldn't. And then uh, I think they're like, well, we'll get a group one opportunity in the Manicato six days later. I 51 like kilos, of course, cool and gather as well. I mean, that, that's the key, isn't it? The, it's just, it's going to go around with feathers. It's about $6. Tomorrow is a, well, I think it's, I think it's an elite version of the Cox Plate. It's got a, it's got a lineup. We understand at the top, with Anima, I mean, history on its side in terms of, you know, we, if that wins tomorrow, that really elevates it. I, I heard Bruce McAvaney talking with Jared yesterday about, you know, he, he puts it right along, so you think, Anima, if it wins tomorrow, which is an enormous comment. But it, it really does set up. We've got different layers in the field. Um, how have you separated them, Cam? I've got to be honest and transparent here. I've, I've, I've had, a, I had a futures bet last August. Uh, and I'm Thunderstruck to win this year's Cox Plate. So I've oh, been fairly financially over, invested. And I'm just, I've spent this week, in the last sort of two weeks, trying to work out which way I'm going to hedge. And I've actually landed on Zaki. I was there on um, on Tuesday at the at the breakfast. Yeah, Cox Plate's different because you get to choose what barrier you get to jump out of. You know, obviously you have the, the numbers that are in a, uh, in a little bucket, in a barrel. They pull out a number, and then if it's your horse's number, you then get to choose what they get. And the connections were very, very, very excited when they were able to, to choose, or they chose first in barrier one. The thing that I like about Zaki, I think he gets the most out of the might and power a couple of weeks ago. He'll come on the most. I think Annabelle Nisham, who remarkably so young into her career, has got three runners in the race. I think she has just been hell-bent on one particular race, and it's tomorrow after what happened last year where he was scratched on race morning. I also think that with the way that the track is going to play, Jamie Carr's going to allow this horse to roll out in front. I think El, uh, El Bodegon's going to go forward as well and try and sit up on the outside, who's really the X factor. But I think a lot of talk about the rail being off. But by the 600, maybe by the 800 coming down the side, Jamie Carr will come off the rails, and she'll be able to dictate to everyone... She'll be able to have first choice as to where she goes. So I think you'll come down by the 1,000, that top corner down by about the 900, and she'll start to inch off the rails. If, in fact, after the 16 previous races uh, tonight and tomorrow, the rail is off. And I think he's just cruising along. I, I think this is Zaki's. Animo is a superstar. But my concern with Animo is, um, with a couple of horses that I think will go forward, interestingly enough, I reckon one of Annabelle Meacham's other horses, Mwanga, might go forward, Profondo, Gold trip in the blinkers for the first time after a great Caulfield Cup. I think Animo's going to be maybe a pair back further than he was at Caulfield. And I think he's going to need... He's got the best truck in the world, by the way, on him. He's just going to need a little bit of luck. The horse is a superstar, regardless of what happens tomorrow. If he wins tomorrow, far bad for me to disagree with Bruce, but I think he's still a, just a smidge behind, so you think. 
but he's still got time to turn that around. I think Zaki, by about the 600, might be a couple of lengths in front. And I think Animo, I think it's a, not quite a two-horse race because I want I'm Thunderstruck to win the race for obvious financial reasons. But I think the two horses we've spoken about for almost 12 months will be the two horses eyeballing themselves in the straight. Zaki will have the lead, and Animo's going to try and run him down. I, I think it's going to be a remarkable, a remarkable two minutes in sport. And I just can't wait to be back there, boys. Three years since we've seen Liga Sure do it for Japan. Who would have had any idea that we haven't been able to be on track? And tomorrow we're all going to be crammed in, ready to go. Cam, thanks for joining us, mate. We could talk to you for another 20 minutes. I'd love to touch on the jack jumpers. We'll save it for another go, another day. Great to hear your voice, mate. Mate, I went to Melbourne United last night. I don't want to talk about NBL. Uh, secondly, I will tell you this. Uh, Parkley Square, best of the day tomorrow for me, boys. Win the Vars and then I'll win the Victoria Derby. A week later. Great chatting, boys. We'll talk. Cam Luke from SEN Track. We'll go to a break and come back shortly.